Hey guys, I'm Christabel. And I'm Nico. Welcome, Welcome to, to Scene 62. So, Scene 62 is a podcast dedicated to the story, the novel, the upcoming film, Call Me By Your Name. By the way, sorry for the noise. <laughs> There's construction nearby and there's nothing we can do about it but the, the story basically talks about a boy a 17 year old boy named Elio who experiences a summer of blossoming romance with an older man named Oliver he's not too old though he's no. not too old he's 24, he's 24 year old he's younger than just I just to am. clarify yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not too old um, but the story is sort of like a gay romance story it's a love story coming coming of age age story story, coming out story a coming out story it's a lot of different things in one story which is exactly what makes it so great and it's set in Italy in the 80s that's the gist of it I think exactly and Chris and I have been obsessed with call me by your name for quite some time and the reason why we decided we decided to start this podcast is simple because we are obsessed and we need something to channel this obsession uh, to the world so here's yeah. sin 62 and i feel like we've been we've been very sporadic in channeling our obsession so mm-hmm. this is sort of a way to be a little bit more coherent right and to justify it with better thoughts or I don't know, just better analysis of why we love it so much. Mm, rather than blabbering on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> we think it's better to channel this through a legit, hopefully, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Although we love Twitter and we're mm. grateful for all the all the gifts and all that, we we peruse it daily. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, if you're wondering why we're called Scene Sixty Two, it's because if you are. As obsessed with the story as we are, then we believe you may have scoured YouTube. You've been obsessing over clips and interviews, and in these interviews, a certain scene 62 come up quite often from Army. Actually, he would re- repetitively mention scene 62, sometimes scene 72, sometimes 42, mm-hmm. but a scene that's supposedly quite major and. There's a unique story to it, so right. we we loved it so much that we decided to make that the name of our podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this particular scene 62 in a later episode. <laughs> uh, but for now, uh, for this very first episode, uh, we will mainly talk about our first uh, encounter with the story itself, especially through the novel, which was written by... Andre Asimov and was first published in 2007 to critical acclaims and we will also discuss how this uh, what is essentially a love story remains resonant and meaningful for a lot of people mm-hmm. including us uh, until now 10 yeah. years from its publication wow it's been 10 years yeah so it's been how many years since you read it it's been about seven years. Yeah, that's so a long time. That's a long time. I'm the noob here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll also discuss our expectations towards the film and what we know so far about the film, ongoing news about the film, mm-hmm. 
and how this has even and how the fandom around the film has added to the whole experience right of like hype and also anticipation and maybe even given the story more meaning mm-hmm. than we thought they would mm-hmm. yeah and of course we're going to talk about the uh, director of the film itself uh Mr. Luca Guadagnino, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as the two actors who play uh, the main characters, uh, Timothée Chalamet, who plays yeah. Elio, who plays Elio, and Armie Hammer, who plays Oliver. Yes, and later on uh, at the end of the episode, we'll give you a tidbit of preview of the uh, audio book. The audio book of Call Me by Your Name. Which is narrated Read by, by Army one Hammer. and only Army Hammer yep. and his uh, wonderful voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy, peachy. Peachy. <laughs> There's a whole article on the internet about that. Army so, yeah. yeah. You look that up and listen to the audiobook. So, here we go. Start uh, by talking about our first time experience reading "Call Me by Your Name." Yes, our relationship with the story and how we got to this point mm-hmm. in our lives. So maybe uh, I'll start with my yeah. own story. You should because you should start. I first read the book um, seven years ago in two thousand seven. It was three years after it's published, so. I first knew about the book after my friend, hi Amanda, if you're listening, uh, after my friend Amanda uh, recommended it to me uh, because uh, she's also a fan of uh, gay or LGBT theme uh, novels and at the time I was also uh, quite obsessed with reading um, LGBT theme novels and it just so happens that Call Me By Your Name is one of the most talk about uh, gay novels if you can say so uh, at a time and different from other uh, gay novels that are, that are read uh, during that period which uh, yeah what's the difference because I'm I don't have that much right. that many reference right mm-hmm. so most of the gay novels that I read uh, during that period were mostly uh, had this cheesy love uh, plot is or... it the writing or the story sometimes it's both sometimes okay. it's the writing or sometimes you know these novels are just practically erotica disguised <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in a love story <laughs> uh, but there is something different with Call Me By Your Name in a sense that it has this literary quality to it that there is more depth to the characters that Andre Asiman wrote about and I think that's what makes me uh, attracted to this story even more um, so um, Andre Asiman himself I think uh, was quite an established professor of literature he he's an expert on Marcel Proust and also uh, an expert on uh, literature theory and Call Me By Your Name Call Me By Your Name happens to be his first uh, novel. So it's his first novel? It is his first novel. 
And, that's a high bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why um, uh, Andrew Asiman manages to imbue his uh, imbue this novel with uh, more depth and more insights uh, when it comes to the characters of Elio and Oliver. So uh, for those of you who might not know, um, the story itself uh, is narrated by... Elio Perlman. Yeah, that's uh, first person. From his point of view, so it's a first person narrative uh, where he uh, sort of reminisces this one summer in Italy in the 80s when he was 17 year old and he encounters this house guest yeah. visiting his family home. You know, that description is very Oliver. Apt. <laughs> yeah, that description is so apt because mm-hmm. that's actually what attracted me to the book when right. you described it to me mm-hmm. as a person reminiscing a summer in the past but yeah we'll probably get to that Mm -hmm. in a bit yeah so uh that's basically the 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 quality of the story that makes me also attracted to it because it's about reminiscing uh it's about memory it's about the passage of time and this book manages to capture it all in this story about Elio and Oliver. So what I really want to know is it's been seven years since you first read the book right? and you're a big reader so in the intervening years since 2010 to 2017 you've read a lot of other stories a lot of other great books I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure. So I'm just wondering where does Call Me By Your Name stand in your I don't know literary life and do you revisit it often or have you sort of buried it in 2010 and then forgot about it and went back to it once you heard that the movie was being made right i think after the first time i read the book uh it instantly became something very meaningful for me and it's always it's a story that always makes me feel emotional or, you know, yeah. or sad or just melancholy because yeah. of its very I'm just here story. like, same, same. <laughs> exactly. And, um, well, uh, in the intervening years between 2010 and 2017, I did not reread it that often, but... But you have uh, reread it. I've, I've, I have reread it for, for maybe at least once a year when I feel like revisiting the story of Oliver and Elio because uh, after reading Call Me By Your Name I haven't found uh, any other similarly themed novels that is as moving as Call Me By Your Name at least in my opinion that's so so interesting because I'm newly introduced to this Mm -hmm. but already I'm thinking okay, I want something else that's like this, but is there anything else out there that's like this? And you've you've done seven <laughs> years of reading since Call Me By Your Name ten, seven years ago, and even to you, nothing could compare to the experience and to what the story had to offer specifically. Yeah, right? I think because there's so, this... Mm-hmm. So good luck to me, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess it's, it has something to do with the way uh, Andre Asiman wrote it. Like... He is just such a master of uh, writing such unforgettable sentences and descriptions. Everything is so vivid and so fluid that you can't help but 
be uh you know transported into that summer in italy <laughs> and to quote and... army hammer to that first time you fell in love and right. had like an intense crush on another person right and so yeah i think it resonates to me and a lot of people on an emotional level because it deals with the themes of first love and also uh first crush and you know everything that, a lot of firsts a lot of firsts that i believe everyone have been uh have experienced in yeah. their life at least once so that's why it stays with me the story and then so you learn about the film yeah and then in 2016 in late 2016 i oh, read yeah, this small item in a magazine called fantastic man about uh call me by your name so the the editor of the magazine happens to be the friend of luca guadagnino and he wrote a short article that about visiting the set of call me by your name and i was like oh my god there's they're actually Shit. making this into a film like this novel that i've been I loving so much in my head right now. I know. <laughs> so uh i instantly went to imdb and i found out that oh it's true that they're making this into the film that luca will be directing it there's gonna be army hammer uh, as oliver and elio will be played by timothy chalamet which at the time i didn't know anything about but well he looks cute to be elio <laughs> yeah. and um yeah from that point on i your fandom intensified i became you obsessed became, again yeah. and my obsession regrew i guess uh for call me by your name and then i started following a lot of uh news about it the trailer the tales the clips i've been obsessively following yeah all of them and then you affected you infected me into mm. the picture and i'm grateful for it i feel like my life has been a lot more exciting over the past few months reading this book and yeah i am very much a part of this even though obviously nico has a lot more experience with the book i'm only starting but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it so now chris is part of the cmui and fandom yeah <laughs> So now I'm wondering what made <laughs> you interested to delve into Call Me By Your Name, Chris? So, first of all, thank you for your tweets <laughs> <laughs> and your social media posts. That, I think, piqued my curiosity first before even knowing what it was about. And then we had coffee some time ago and then I asked you, so what's this Call Me By Your Name thing? Mm -hmm. Is it that good? Is it a gay thing? Is it a, I don't know, what is it? So, and then I love that, I mentioned this earlier, I love that you introduced to me, the words that you used to introduce it to me just like was so on point because you said it's written first person from the future by a person mm -hmm. reminiscing on one summer in the past, in the 80s. I'm like, oh, okay, so one, I'm a melancholic person <laughs> and I, I'm always in a constant state of reminiscing and I feel like I have my own version of like summer stories be it friendships or maybe even romance and as I'm what 27 years old I always look back on those days like those days just stay with me I think there's something really special about summers and seasons in general mm -hmm. so yeah I'm like oh cool I, I want to know what it's about 
and then you said just try reading the first chapter because even the opening will hook you so right then and there i picked up the the ebook actually and then yeah basically that the first page of that book just i yeah i couldn't stop reading since because it got really directly melancholic and very just get just sucks you in yeah with all his mellowness and his giddiness and i love how vividly andre writes about that first crush because i can you know when you have a crush on someone you think really stupid thoughts and you do really stupid things and you pay attention to the stupidest details of this other person but then you never really share that with another person you never really share that with your friends maybe to some degree you do but it's never that detailed Mm -hmm. and then i found a friend in elio's narrative and explaining how he feels about Oliver. So I feel like all of my stupid feelings and thoughts were justified by reading this book. Right. And I think I would like to point out that because the novel is written from Elio's point of view, it's like we are getting an access into Elio's brain and yeah. feelings and interior lives. And I think that's what makes uh, Call Me By Your Name very resonant and emotional for... Uh, many of its readers is because we can actually relate to what Elio is feeling inside himself, you know, the burning desires, the insecurities, the longing. And I think, you know, when it comes to first love or first crushes or even crushes right now, (laughs) we can still very much relate to what Elio was experiencing during that summer yeah the ping pong of like should i react to him is mm-hmm. is his non-reaction actually a reaction <laughs> you know right. like those stupid questions <laughs> that you think you're just making up in your head but turns out there is a lot more to it than mm-hmm. just yeah than just somebody ignoring you it, actually this other person might be doing that intentionally and yeah right and well i don't know if it counts as a spoiler or not but then in the story well you know Elio and Oliver eventually managed to consummate their their love or their passion desire for each other (laughs) passion and desire for each other indeed so yeah yeah. it's very satisfying in that sense because not only do you get a look into the feelings of a crush but also they indulge us in that because these two ended up being together in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And then so you sort of just follow through that first love, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, that story of first love. So I guess the gist of it, the book is wonderful and you must <laughs> read it. Andre Asiman is a fantastic a writer. Fantastic writer. I can't this is a masterpiece. Yes, yeah. can't credit him enough. And that's why when the film, when we heard that the film is going to come out, we are very excited. We excitedly jumped on the fandom bandwagon. Yeah. Okay. So before Call Me By Your Name becomes a global sensation that it is right now, before the hype, before the controversy, before the you know, the fandom. Um, at first, I was actually a bit worried that the film adaptation wouldn't do 
the book justice. Mm-hmm. But then, as always, as always yeah. in many cases. Um, but uh, when the film had its world premiere at Sundance Film Festival back in January, uh, apparently a lot of film critics, important love critics, love it and even wrote rave reviews about it. Like, for example, uh, one of my favorite uh, film critics, Richard Lawson from Fanity Fair, wrote, Call Me By Your Name is a true stunner. It's sexy and sad and funny. It's Italy, it's summer, it's food, it's family, it's lust and shame and hope and resignation. Mm -hmm. It's life, messy and brilliant. Yeah. And of course. So I was super thrilled that, oh, apparently... The film will live up to its uh, to 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 the book and will do the story justice. And when the stills uh, slowly uh, were slowly coming out, and the trailer also uh, came out last August, mm-hmm. I became more and more infatuated yeah. with the whole Call Me by Your Name universe. Yeah. And what was it like seeing Army Hammer and and, and Timothy at first? Well, because uh, my I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna jump to my first sure. impression. I saw the trailer and then I read the book. Right. So I and by the time I read the book, I've sort of already forgotten about the trailer and their mm-hmm. faces. And then when I got back to the trailer after the book, I'm like, oh, Oliver looks a little older than he does in my imagination when I was reading the book. Right. I don't know if that's just my impression. But. Actually, I had a similar impression at first, like when. Uh, the stills uh, were released. Uh, I was also thinking the same thing that Army Hammer yeah. is probably a little bit too older looking mm-hmm. to be Oliver because I imagine someone, you know, in the early twenties, more, you know, jock like or yeah, you know, more, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, more younger. He <laughs> looks very mature. Yeah. Like, he could be my dad's friend. Meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Timmy, uh, aka Timothy Shalami, looks very... He's perfect. Young. Also, uh... I I had no issues with how he looked. Yeah. Well, he's... He's perfect, I think, Elio. He's like, oh shit, yeah, just the right... As a 17-year-old. Yep. uh, Elio. So, well, that's the first impression, but then when I found out about the trailer, and I also... Uh, started to see some clips. It became apparent to me that oh, the, those clips. the chemistry yeah. is there. That yeah. they embody these characters very well. And of course, there's also the interviews and the mm-hmm. and the press conferences where the actors are talking about their experience uh, making the film. And it's just uh, apparent that you know they're the perfect people to play, to play it. Elio, Elio and Oliver yeah. in my mind. I feel like we we really, really need to talk about their chemistry and just how perfect these two human beings are as Elio and Oliver. Yes. Because I'm going to be honest, like sometimes I can't even tell the difference. Like we would be talking about the two of them and then we'd mix up army as Oliver and then to me as Elio or Elio and Army. It's so confusing because they feel so, so, so real to me as these characters. Even in their promotion of the film, you know, when they yeah. are interviewed 
And then when they're asked, I don't know, intimate questions about how they film stuff, their their chemistry and their love for each other is very, very genuine. Even though I'm not I'm not one of those shippers, Nico. I'm not <laughs> I don't mind if they don't get together in but real life. in real life. <laughs> Wait, fun fact, um Nico sent me a fanfic a few weeks ago and then I I didn't even realize that it's a fanfic about Elio no. About Oliver and, Oliver and uh, no, about Timmy and Timmy Army. And, uh, see, that's... I'm sorry. So it was a fan fiction about Timmy and Army, but then throughout reading it, I actually in my head was picturing Elio and Oliver. I couldn't make the, I couldn't tell the difference. So that's how much this movie is fucking up with my head. Yeah, and we've watched literally hours of interviews between Timmy and Oliver. Yes. Uh, Wait, Timmy and Army. See, I'm <laughs> yeah, doing Timmy it again. We've been Timmy and Army in you know Ferris press conferences, Ferris media interviews, and it's just so clear and apparent uh, how they have this incredible chemistry, incredible bond, that, uh, incredible bond, brotherly bond, brotherly bond, a romantic bond. Who knows? Yeah. That uh, developed from the time they uh, created. Uh, they made this movie in Italy last year. Like, my favorite, the one that triggered me the most is the photo that's actually the wallpaper on my lock screen. It's a photo of, like, Army sort of gently kissing Timmy's uh, (laughs) Timmy's head, I don't know, face, (laughs) before the New York Festival, Film Festival. Film Fest, like, backstage, supposedly. And then there are parts where they just compliment each other... And like, oh, Oliver is such a great... I mean, Army is such a great actor. I learned so much from him. And then, no, Timmy is like incredible, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. What's your favorite chemistry bit out of Oliver's promotion madness? There are tons of uh, sweet and very endearing moments from their interviews. Uh, But I think one of my most favorite parts is when uh, Army or Timmy will uh, tell the story about how they always spend every day together uh, oh, yeah. during the filming of Call Me By Your Name that, in this little town in Italy called Crema. That's too and real how, for me. You know, they they sometimes uh, made a joke about how they do everything yeah. uh, together that they do in the, in the film. film. And then yeah. Timmy will be like, well, we didn't do everything in the film, like in the film. I memorized their lines the same way I memorized Mean Girls' lines. And yeah, I guess there's just there so many sweet moments between the real life actors in the interaction between and Luca and all of this. It's sort of like Mr. Perlman to me. He's like the dad, the good dad to these two actors. Yeah, and I guess it adds to our expectation and our anticipation for Mm -hmm. the film itself because we believe that this chemistry will be portrayed really well in the actual movie and we just can't wait to see it with our own eyes. Should we we play a clip of their most iconic interview Mm -hmm. bit? Which mm-hmm. inspired the name of our in, of our podcast? Yes, I think we should play yeah. the part where Army tells a story about a certain scene. S- a certain scene. 
that yeah. inspires our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so here goes. Uh, it's our first rehearsal. We'd spent and the uh, only one, the, the only <laughs> rehearsal that we did. So we show up at the villa, which was the house that we shot in, and it's a beautiful villa. And we get there, and it's and he shows us around, and he says, "Do you guys want to? Should we do a little rehearsing?" And Tim and I are like, "Yeah, let's let's get into it. Like that's what we're here for. Let's do some rehearsing." He goes, "I was like, right. yes, uh, yes." yes. Uh. So Lucas like. Okay, well, you know, I mean, I don't really have anything planned. If we want to do a rehearsal, we can just do something random, like, I don't know, scene 62. So we're like, scene 62, absolutely. Flip, 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 flip. And all it says is Elio and Oliver making out. And it was just like, okay. And he's like, come on, we'll go in the backyard and rehearse. And we, so we go in the backyard of the villa, and there's like this grass patch. And he goes, you two just lay down. And we did it okay. twice, right? Yeah, so we lay down, and he's like, okay, whenever you're ready, go ahead. <laughs> and, that was, and then we, uh, Timmy and I, rolled around on the grass, made out for a little bit, and before it was even done, Luca goes, okay, that's okay. And then just walked away and like left us laying on the grass. So that, that clip is, I think, one of the most memorable clips that have emerged mm-hmm. in the internet um, from a series of interviews that they've done in the past few months. Yes, and FYI, it was Army Hammer uh, during an interview with The Guardian at Toronto Film Festival. Yes, and he has since actually repeated that very anecdote over and over and over again, although with different versions. Yeah, sometimes he said he uh, mentions scene 72, 72 or, or page, 62 page 62 or scene 42, but it's always a two at the end. Yeah. So if you're wondering why our podcast is named C- scene 62, that's where we got it from. Exactly. Basically. And basically, uh, uh, this clip represents uh, why we are obsessed not only with the story and the characters, but also the actors who play yeah. Elio and Oliver in the film, because it shows how intense and how close their relationship are. Their relationship is with one another, yeah. and also shows the chemistry that they have and- uh, in the film. And to me, like, following their clips and their interviews, and especially the ones like this, it adds, it sort of serves as an extension to the story itself, just following the actors and their real-life stories. Because, mm-hmm. you know how when you read a really good story, you just, you end, you turn the last page and you just need more, and you crave for a little bit more time to spend with the characters, and in this environment, and following Army and Timmy and Luca in their journey promoting the Call Me By Your Name film has been has served as exactly that to me. Mm-hmm. I get to mm-hmm. I get to live in that universe a little longer for a few months, actually. Yeah. Who knows until the Oscars? Maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to think about that. But yeah, this is a way for me to just like cling to the story for a little bit more. Right. And that's why, uh, for me, I cannot wait to finally see the film because, you know, after seven years of reading (laughs) the book and knowing the story, like, now I finally get to see uh, the story told 
in cinema and see so sort of also, a different perspective right and also from a different perspective because yeah. in the book you can uh it's all you, elio it's all about elio's uh inner narratives it's so interior uh it's such an interior narrative from elio's perspective but now uh the film is told from this i don't know third person or outsider's perspective yeah. that sees the dynamic between Elio and Oliver uh, from a different angle. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to see it. By the way, we're are we going to see where we live? Should oh, we? yeah. Like, we're so. all of you guys who are like, oh, we've seen the movie like three times, two, time, two times at like so-and-so festivals. Well, good on you because we're all the way in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And there is no way that movie is actually making it into our theaters. So we have no... We don't know how we're going to see it yet. We're... So we sort of have a rough plan to actually watch it in neighboring a countries. A neighboring country that will hopefully like play it. Thailand or Philippines, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Just like pray for us, okay? <laughs> We've talked about the book. We've talked about our ex- personal experience toward the book and the story. Talked about the film. And of course, the chemistry between the actors who play Elio and Oliver. Yes. And we still have a lot more to talk about, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is only our Tom first episode, and we have a lot more to unpack from the Call Me By Your Name hype universe, story, film, book, whatever. The fandom. The of fandom. Course. We have so much more to discuss in our upcoming episodes. And if you have any suggestions or comments about uh, what kind of topics you'd like to hear from us uh, in these upcoming episodes, please, please follow us on Twitter at, at Scene62. Spell All the out numbers the numbers. Spelled out, Scene62. You can also email us at Scene62 at gmail.com. And if you want to get a first listen on our podcast when we publish it, follow us subscribe to our station on anchor which is which is where we're recording this and the thing about anchor is you can actually call in to our station so you can leave us a message be it a text message uh like there's a comment box in here or you can record a voice note and send it to us we can play it back in our upcoming episode yeah there's a lot of way to a lot of ways to communicate with us and to engage with us so yeah do that And you can also find us on other podcast platforms like uh, Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud. And I believe we're going to publish this on several other places as well. Yeah. But yeah, please subscribe to our station on Anchor first where you, you will get the first preview and the first listen of um, our, our episodes and our segments. So I guess... That's Before, it yeah. for this very first episode. And <laughs> are we doing this? We're doing this. So before we leave, as mentioned, we are going to play, play a clip of Army Hammer reading the first page, the first pages of the Call Me by Your Name from the audio book. Yeah. So thank you for listening, and Thanks, we'll guys. see you in the next episode of. Scene 62 Part 1 If not later, when?
Later, the word, the voice, the attitude. I'd never heard anyone use later to say goodbye before. It sounded harsh, curt, and dismissive, spoken with the veiled indifference of people who may not care to see or hear from you again. It is the first thing I remember about him, and I can hear it still today. Later, I shut my eyes, say the word, and I'm back in Italy, so many years ago, walking down the tree-lined driveway, watching him step out of the cab, billowy blue shirt, wide-open collar, sunglasses, straw hat, skin everywhere. Suddenly, he's shaking my hand, handing me his backpack, removing his suitcase from the trunk of the cab, asking if my father's home. It might have started right there and then. The shirt, the rolled-up sleeves, the rounded balls of his heels slipping in and out of his frayed espadrilles, eager to test the hot gravel path that led to our house, every stride already asking, which way to the beach? This summer's house guest, another boar. Then, almost without thinking, and with his back already turned to the car, he waves the back of his free hand and utters a careless, later, to another passenger in the car, who has probably split the fare from the station. No name added, no jest to smooth out the ruffled leave-taking. Nothing. His one-word send-off, brisk, bold, and blunted. Take your pick, he couldn't be bothered which. You watch, I thought. This is how he'll say goodbye to us when the time comes, with a gruff slapdash later. Meanwhile, we'd have to put up with him for six long weeks. I was thoroughly intimidated. The unapproachable sort. I could grow to like him, though. From rounded chin to rounded heel, then within days I would learn to hate him. This, the very person whose photo on the application form months earlier had leapt out with promises of instant affinities.